Once upon a time, we loved to listen to good stories. The time has come to hear them again. The Podcast Whisperer. David Allen is here to make your dreams come true. From beginning to the end. Hey, welcome to the Podcast Whisperer. I am David Allen, and this week I am joined by fellow podcaster Diego who has a show called Uncovering the Cover. Welcome to the show, Diego. How are you, sir? David, very well. Thank you very much. And thank you, of course, for uh, inviting me to your show as well. Yeah, thanks for coming. So tell our listeners about your show, because it's very, very interesting to me. So it's a show, it's a podcast for music fans, right? And specifically, as the title implies, it's about covers of music and covers of songs. Uh, So what I try to do is basically... I usually get one song that's uh, very popular by one or two artists and then try to break it down into history and how it's uh, shaped up uh, within the music industry and uh, music charts and so on. And that's, it's such a, a phenomenal idea. How, how did you get started? Let, talk me through that process. So I've always been a huge music fan and uh, you know my family, I've, I've had a, a bunch of members of my family that have worked within the music industry. Me, myself, did a, li- a little bit when I was younger, but uh, since then I've been in the sports industry all my life for the past 10 years. So, uh, but still, I've been fascinated by music. Uh, I'm not a musician at all or anything. Uh, probably like most people when I was younger, uh, I was part of a band in school and so on, but um, nothing further than that. Uh, so I've always wanted to do a podcast. Um, I feel like, you know, my field, sports, the sports industry is very, um, has, a, has a bigger uh, share of podcasts around, so I was thinking of doing something different, uh, and um, I started listening to this podcast also by um, called Hit Parade, uh, which talks specifically about uh, chart history, the Billboard 100, and how you know the songs that have topped the charts. And I really like the concept, and at the same time, it made me think of how I could do something different while talking about music. Um, and I just started. I just thought about doing it with covers. Um, I was actually listening to my girlfriend. She's a huge um, pop, 90s pop music fan. And she was showing me a few songs and it so happened that a few of the songs I knew from other bands from, the, from way in the past. So I just started like making the connections and I just realized there could be a, a lot of storytelling to tell around that. Well. And and so here we are. I'm going to play the, the intro of uh, one of your your podcasts. I think it's of course. it's it's so very well produced and very well thought out. And and we'll we'll talk about this in just a second. Legendary. We will take a dive into why Frankenstein created a bigger monster than the one from the English novel. A monster that merged and put at the same level a reverend and the pure incarnation of drugs, sex and rock and roll. Welcome to Uncovering the Cover, the podcast where we tell the stories of the songs that have captured our imagination throughout several generations. I'm your host, Diego Pinzon, and today we are uncovering one of the most successful covers in music history. A song that was so powerful, it was a success in both its original and its cover version. This is Uncovering the Cover, Walk This Way.
so everything about that is is great because it's so well produced it's so well put together and every i, I noticed every show has a different uh type of of uh intro are you doing the research for these songs yourself or do you have a team or you know tell me about that yes i do it myself pretty much um i just grab the song and i start researching and reading into it uh, originally, for example, for the for the intro that we just heard for Walk mm-hmm. This Way, the Aerosmith and Run DMC song, I knew both of those versions were pretty much the only ones that are actually very popular. And um, so I just started with a simple idea of, you know, breaking down how uh, Aerosmith created the song back in the 70s and then why Run DMC made the song popular uh, later on in the 90s. But as you start reading and as you start researching, then it becomes a behemoth of a lot of information. Like uh, a rabbit so, hole, huh? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, and then you start thinking and realizing that there are, there, there are a lot of uh, nuances and a lot of storylines that you also need to follow through. Um, so it's very interesting. But yeah, I do the research myself. Uh, I'm a journalist as well. So I, um, so I love pretty much just going in deep into different aspects of, of history and storytelling at the same time. See, and I think that's where this all comes from because what you said earlier uh, in the the beginning of the show, you talked about, you know, you've heard it from different artists and I kind of laugh when when the younger generation listens to a song that's that's been sampled today. It's like, oh my God, this person copied. No, no, you don't know the origins of this. And that's what this show does. This show really uncovers the origins of where the song came from. Uh, You did an episode on Last Kiss uh, by Pearl Jam. Yes. you know, it was absolutely amazing to know, to, to talk to the original composer, the writer about it, who I believe was from Georgia. Uh, remind me. Yes. And, and he yes. had a small town in Georgia and he did it in a, it was a church and it, there's just so much <laughs> behind that. And it was so fascinating to listen to that because I, I didn't know that. I, I only knew the, the you know, the, the, the Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam version. version. And then yeah. also the fact that you had different languages too. Yeah, for that specific one, that was actually the first song, the one that I was talking to you about my girlfriend and everything. Because she was like, oh, I like this song by Pearl Jam and so on. And I, but I, somehow I knew that that song was a cover from someone else. I didn't know exactly who right. the original writer was. Uh, because also I'm, uh, I was born in Colombia in South America. And uh-huh. uh, my family, that song has a very deep tradition, like I say in the podcast, of in Latin American culture and folklore. And I'll, like even a lot of people around me and, and my family always thought that that song was from Alicia Costa, which is a Colombian jazz musician. Um, and it, probably when I was younger, I would listen to that song and maybe think that was the original one as well. Uh, but then uh, realizing that, you know, a lot of, a lot of my friends actually told me, look, I really thought that song was in Spanish originally. Uh, but then, you know, it's just uh, uh, some, so many things that, 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 that evolve into the, to the research that it's very interesting and, and yeah, it's just like to me, it's been very surprising to find out how many stories are behind a simple song. And, and you portray that so very well in your, in your shows. I think um, your longest episodes, they, they don't last very long, uh, 33 minutes, 51 minutes. You know, so they, I guess it kind of depends. Like, like I Love Rock and Roll is a 52-minute episode. And I, I feel like that's a good time frame. I really do because you're, you've captured, if you can capture me, I mean, I can't read over <laughs> 140 characters and I can't listen usually over three minutes. But I've listened to almost every episode. And I have to say The Last Kiss, Walk This Way, and I Love Rock and Roll because those are three, you know, obviously the biggest ones that I grew up with, Um, you know, really, I learned so much from it in in such a short period of time. 
And the fact that you have the format down where you can give bite-sized information to people, I think that's, that's hugely successful. I mean, you're light years ahead Thank of you. this. So that's great. And I love also the tips, like the infos that you have within. And I'm, I'm going to play a clip of, of what I'm talking about. Um, so of course. this comes from one of your episodes. And again, this, this is where the journalism comes out. If you've had an overdose of love songs, here's something for you. Many would say this is a love song, but you'd be surprised to know that the music subgenre this song actually belongs to is called Splatter Platter. Ugh. It's less romantic than you think. There was people standing all around. And what happened to Wayne Cochran, the White Knight of Soul composer of Last Kiss? He moved to Las Vegas in the mid-60s and became famous for wrecking bars, clubs and casinos where he would play as a resident musician. He published a total of seven albums and later in life retired from music to become an evangelist minister in South Florida, funneling most of his royalties from the song to his church. He died from cancer at the age of 78 in November 2017. I wrote that song back in my grandmama's house in Thomason, Georgia. House cost $15 a month. A wood frame house with an outside bathroom and an outside well. And I wrote that thing in about two or three weeks, sitting on her couch in the living room when I was about 17 years old. You know, I recorded that thing when I was about 18 years old on a little Georgia label in Vidalia, Georgia, called Gala Records. We rode around in, all over Georgia with the, in the back of the car, going to the radio station, getting them to play it. And then we get the music shop there in the town to buy five or six copies, you know. And uh, it got to be number one in Georgia at one time. And then we recorded it for another label. Uh, around Georgia, and it, 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 and it didn't hit big nationally. And finally, when I had the big band and I was doing the thing, I uh, got a contract with King Records. Uh, I went to uh, Muscle Shows, Alabama, and I recorded Last Kiss with horns and with background voices. But it was the same song, same basic arrangement as I'd done earlier. And I got them to release it, and they released it. And, uh, I mean, it didn't do anything. And so what I love, well, first of all, I, I would definitely go to an outhouse to pay 15 bucks dollars in rent. So, you know, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> but all of that, just in that, you know, that two minute clip was, you know, just that it sums up the entire episode. And, and the fact that you're able to use an interview and dig up that information, that's why I asked you if you do your own research, how long does it typically take to put together one episode for you? I would say uh, I do it between three and four days, of course, all scattered around. But uh, in total, it would take me between 10 and 16 hours, probably. For uh, one for episode? One, for one episode, yeah. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's, that's dedication right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's just that because I actually like, for example, for the last kiss one, I, also the same thing. I started thinking it was going to take me, I don't know, five hours max when, when you know, mixing everything uh, and editing it through. But. In the end, it's just so much information that it's mm -hmm. relevant to the story. And uh, that's probably the one that took me the longest. Um, and it, it's funny because it, like, you start looking into archives of uh, you know, music companies and then uh, bl even blogs that only talk about the, the song. Uh, there's a blog exclusively dedicated to Last Kiss, which is really funny, which is, it has like, every single information that has come out about the song uh, throughout history. 
uh, and there are there are YouTube clips that uh, YouTube clips that sometimes you won't find if you are not going deep enough because it's just like one small word that doesn't really tell any tell you anything. Right. But I just start going on and listening to a lot of things, and then that's how it all comes about. And what's crazy is you launched February twenty third of this year, right? Yes. And so you're uh, two, four, about five episodes in right now. Five episodes in. And I mean, like I said, the production, I'm so blown away by, by the production. And is this your first podcast or have you done this before? I've done this before, but way in the past. So I, when I was in Columbia, uh, in college, that's when I did college, I, um, I, I had my own radio show back down there. Okay. Um, I was also a commentator for a sports broadcasting uh, station down there. Uh, and then when I came to the U.S. Uh, after a few years and I started working uh, at different places in the sports business, I had one of the I was um, a member of one of the podcasts from one of, from for my publisher back then. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't involved in the production itself. I was mainly one of the of the talking heads. But um, but I've also been passionate about radio since I was little. So it's something that it's also helped me, you know, in the creation and developing of this as well. Yeah, you can tell because you definitely have a great voice for radio as well. So you've definitely done it. And, and, and that's the other part of this too, is that, you know, as, as I joke about uh, these episodes, you know, we're putting people in our ears, you know, you definitely yeah. have a great voice. I can listen. I can, you can read phone numbers from a phone book and I would sit here and listen <laughs> to you do it. You know, it's just because that's, but this is the stuff that we're looking for. It's the dedication. You've launched in February and you go down these rabbit holes. I mean, that's, I think that you're the first person I talked to that takes that long to produce one episode. But all the yeah. knowledge that you're gaining from it, though, and you're sharing with us is just, it's so, especially for, like I told you earlier, I'm a music lover myself. So this mm -hmm. to me hit really, really home because I was like, this is, this is phenomenal. Like, this is so cool learning the origins of everything. Diego, tell me, tell me about your biggest challenges, though, and, and what did you learn from them in, in your process thus far? Well, first of all, thank you for your for your kind words. You know, I, uh, it's it's been it's really cool to 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 receive all of this because it's also telling you that it's worth right. uh, what, what I'm doing and the, and the time spent. Uh, I've also just really quick, uh, I did an episode on the baseball, which is a German band that covers mm -hmm. songs as well. And one of the members sent me a message on Instagram, also thanking me for the episode. Um, then the I love rock and roll. It's about Alan Merrill who passed away due to COVID nineteen, and one of his closest friend friends and his daughter also sent me a messages send me messages through facebook so it's like all of that is very you know very it's the connections it's great yeah I mean, it's great you're see you're connecting though you're connecting with your audience yeah. you took something you, and I, I, we'll go back to the the challenge question yes, in just a second of course it just came back to me so you said something earlier in the show you heard another podcast similar to what you're doing now but what you did is you took that podcast and you put your own energy and your own spin on it and you created yes. what you have now. So like I tell everybody, know your energy and make it pop. And that's exactly what you're doing. So you heard something that inspired you earlier in this. And then it was like, oh, I want to do it this way. And, then, and that's what we're here for. We're having a conversation because I want to inspire somebody else to do what you do. But I want them to make it their own. Of course. And that, that's the key of everything at, at the same time. And all, throughout this process, and also maybe tying it to, to the challenges question, um, to me, it's been super rewarding, not only finding out people like you that are so interested in the stories, because to me, it's the same thing. To me, it's been very rewarding and uh, very fruitful to know all, like the behind of the songs, because sometimes I would listen to a song and I would like read maybe online the background of it. Mm -hmm. So I would do it myself regardless of doing a podcast or not, just 
for fun. So now that I'm doing it, it's also um, very rewarding to find so many connections and so many uh, links to, to all of this at the same time. And, and as far as the challenges, I feel like, um, you know, of course, the biggest challenges is always uh, consistency and with pretty much with everything, everyone who produces con- content, which is what I've been doing also for the, for, in, through my, throughout my career, professional career. Uh, it's just consistency, um, making sure that, you know, being patient. Uh, there are days for, for the longest, for the longer episodes that I probably like just in one day, it takes me at least eight hours of my day, just diving deep into it. So it's, uh, it's, that of course creates a few challenges, uh, because you are sometimes so concentrated in something, but of course you have to eat, you have to talk to your, to your girlfriend, you have to, you know, be in contact with your family as well, especially during these times. You have a life. Uh, (laughs) regular life. Yeah. (laughs) General. And also my job, I can't just not focus on my job and, and just do the podcast by, by itself. But also it's, that, that's pretty much like, I guess, the, the biggest challenge is just making sure that I dedicate time myself and I, I make myself aware that this is the time that I need specifically to, to do this and, and just focus on that. And, and clearly it's a labor of love because I, I as well feel your pain with that. I, I produce and yeah. host three different shows. So for me, it's, it's, but not half as, as, as detailed as yours is. I mean, it definitely doesn't take me eight hours to do it. Um, but it's just, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's a labor of love and it's something that I want to do and that I, I've always wanted to do. I also come from a, ba- a radio background too. So music and, and, and talking and, and things like that actually has been in my blood forever. Um, and it's just been something I've always been interested in doing. I love having conversations. I don't even call them yeah. interviews. You know, we're having a conversation and that's what I'm totally. doing with, with podcast whisper. I'm having conversations with these creators because initially when we started podcast whisper, I was listening to them and critiquing them, but I wanted to know more. There was so much more to it that I couldn't ask because all I mm-hmm. had was, was, you know, the face value of it. And, you know, now I get to, to talk to podcasters like yourself, which, you know, again, I, I can't say enough about how great this show is. Do you ever listen to yourself and critique yourself when you're when you're going through your previous episodes? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I listen to it, of course, after I edit the the podcast. But then, once it's published, I also just listen to it right away. Um, and I'm the first one to like cohort myself as well. Uh, you know, because there are so many so many times where I feel like, oh, maybe I missed this little part, or I should have included this or say this to add more information to the story. Um, uh, but yeah, I always, all the time, it's, 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 a, it's also a, just, I guess, trying to be the better version every single time. Sure, uh, sure. And putting the best uh, show possible every, every episode there is. And I, I preach that all the time. I, I, you have to listen. You have to listen to yourself yeah. because if you just throw it out there, it's like, you know, throwing a sticky on a wall and hoping that it just sticks. You know, you have to know, you have to know where you're at and where you're going. And speaking of where you're going, where do you see this headed? I mean, how is this going to evolve in your mind? I really want to uh, later on, at least not right now, but also uh, start having also conversations like the ones you and I are having with the actual musicians. Mm. Uh, I would like to evolve the podcast later on, possibly, uh, a second season or so on, uh, where I can sit down with, um, you know, the musicians themselves and talk about the, their songs, not only getting all these research together, but also have a few bits of conversation here and there, or possibly another episode, just, just, uh, talking to them 
about their song and then, of course, uh, being accompanied by the research part of the whole thing. But I would like, I would really like to have that open conversation with an artist, just hearing from them exactly what, how, the, how the song came about. And it's so that that's actually kind of cool idea. I, I'm I'm, th- I'm sitting here envisioning. I'm, I'm thinking about it as you're talking about it. I think it would be really neat because not only do you have what you found on the internet, but n- I mean nine out of ten times the internet is correct. But there's that, always that one time it isn't. I've talked to a couple yeah. artists that things that were published about them were not true and dates were wrong and things like that. So even getting the factual correct information would be actually pretty cool to talk to a composer or a, an original writer. That that is pretty cool. The other thing I love about your show too, and I'm going to play this uh, next clip is the intro before your intro. This has always been such a great <laughs> thing to me. I love this because it, it it this is this is how you draw people in. So this is what I'm talking about. One, two, three, five. Forty-five years ago. Five bad boys from Boston taught us how to walk with a song. While doing so, they grew into an icon who learned how to rock popular music. A song that, ten years later, showed us the way to put rap music on the map. Forty-five years ago, this song would reinforce a band's status as one of America's greatest rock and roll bands. Ten years later, that song would later also resuscitate their own career after a decade of downfall. The song that would eventually bless the marriage between hip-hop and rock music. And then it goes on to say, you know, this is uncovering the cover. And, and I've always found that to be important with, with any episode or any show because that first 15 seconds, you're, that, that listener's going to decide you know, do I want to continue yeah. this or don't I? And and I definitely appreciate, and most podcasters do this, and I, I noticed that you don't, the episode numbers before the title, why why not do that? I just feel like I also want this to be uh, evergreen. So I don't want, uh, if someone, you know, listens to one of the episodes, I don't want them to think that it needs to be episodic. I just want to, if, if, they, if they can, if, or if they can or want to only listen to one episode because that song it's something that they really care about mm-hmm. fine and you know if i mean if they listen to more of them the better uh but i would really i, I really want to you know show some some connection some emotional connection to to, to the audience sure. No, I, I love uh, yeah. that. I, I totally support it because I'm not a fan of the numbers because A, uh, <laughs> iTunes does it for you already or Apple Podcast does it for you already. Yeah. But secondly, it, it takes away from from the actual um, podcast. So like, you know, uh, I love rock and roll, a tribute to Alan Merle. It would be episode, whatever that is. And then in your car, on your phone, wherever you're listening to it, it'll go, I love and that's it. You know, so that's, yeah. yeah. So I, I love that because I've, sure. I've always preached that too. I never understood the 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 concept behind labeling episode one two three four I I don't know that's just it's just a personal yeah. pet peeve of mine. Um, tell me about so you do the research and what kind of uh, tools do you use to produce your show? So I have a microphone that I connect to my Mac computer um, and then I record an Adobe Audition, which is where I also mix the podcast itself. Um, and, uh, of course I use, uh, for example, I use either Spotify or YouTube to get the clips of the songs that I want to play. 
Um, and uh, I just record them on, on my computer. Some of them I already have on my own, but um, and then I just you know record my voice first. And I first I do all the research, obviously, right. and write the script. Um, and therefore, then I go record the podcast on my microphone. Um, I have I just moved, so I, this is a new like this weekend. I'm gonna record the first podcast from this place that we are talking from. Um, so in in my previous apartment, I had um, a room that was very isolated, which was perfect for 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 podcasting. Uh, here, I think I'm going to. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to do it. Uh, but uh, there's a big closet that I might be ended up be using for that. <laughs> Podcasting so, in the closet. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until I figure out exactly how I want everything, you know, because I still need some furniture. It still hasn't arrived, so it's still all in the works. Uh, but still, I want to, like, of course, put the for, put the the new episode out. And um, so, yeah, that's basically it. I, I just have a, a a computer and then a microphone, and that's pretty much all I use with Adobe Audition as well. And yeah, see, I use Adobe Edition too. I love it. I, I stand behind it 100%. I know there's other programs like Audacity for people who are just starting yes. out and, and don't have the skills to to edit. And because, and you know, Audition is very a powerful tool, as, as you can hear, because listening to your show, clearly you're using, you know, the limiters, you're using everything that Audition yes. has to offer to to make a very, very good sounding podcast. What are the best resources that helped you along the way, though? Uh, I think... Of course, having a journalistic background has helped me a lot, yeah, uh, yeah. especially with the research. Um, at the same time, um, just sometimes also in the journalist in the journalism world, people under, underestimate uh, blogs and reddits and subreddits mm-hmm. and so on. Okay. And there's a ton of information that you can find. Of course, you have to then contrast it with just to figure out if it's actually relevant or true. Uh, but I feel like those like micro spaces in the internet are super important for, for you to find out more about, about different stories. Um, like for example, for the Alan Merrill, the I love rock and roll, uh, tribute one that I did, um, the friend that sent me that Facebook message, Alan Merrill's friend, mm-hmm. she, uh, she sent me when she saw that I put the podcast out, I put it on, on my Twitter feed. Uh, she replied back in sort of an angry tone saying that people should not only remember Alan for um, I Love Rock and Roll because he had so many other music and so, so many more songs. Uh, but then when she listened to the episode, she, found, she, she noticed that I was talking about pretty much his career as a whole, but mm. having I Love Rock and Roll as the, as the, as the tenpole song that he did. Okay. And, and she appreciated all of that, uh, of course. And, and I found all of that via Reddit and that we're talking about Alan Merrill and his career. Um, and, you know, the, the, the history they had in Japan and, and, you know, so, so many other stories that you would normally not even think of the person who wrote, I love rock and roll. Um, so I feel like those micro spaces are super important, um, for anyone who's doing a podcast that includes research of, of course as well. So that's the first part of, 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 so someone who's never podcasted before they came to you and said, Diego, I need your help. Where do I start? What is your advice to them? I would say have a have an idea, clear idea also of what you want to talk about. Uh, like I know I only want to talk about music covers, cover songs. Maybe in the future I do another podcast about something else. Uh, I possibly might do a podcast about sports because that's the field I'm in. Uh, but as of right now, uh, have a clear idea of, of what you want. Also, you know I've been floating this idea around of a sports podcast as well, even for the company that I work for, mm-hmm. uh, which is a sports league. 
but I feel like just having a talk show pretty much is not something that I'm really passionate about. So having an idea exactly what, what you want to talk about on the show, uh, it's super important. Like, like for the podcast whisper, like you f- finding out more about our stories, you telling us also based on your experience, I think that's, that's super crucial. Uh, the same time for me, like I know that I want to do cover songs. I have a lot of friends that are like, Oh, here, here's a song that you, that would be great if you talk about on, on uncovering the cover. But it's just a one-off song from someone who, yeah, the song is really cool, but it's not relevant to what my podcast is about. Which is uh, a so great. I think it'll be the first thing. It's a great question, though. How do you select your songs, though? Like, is it, is there a process, or is it just like you just kind of pull one out of a hat and say, "Oh, I'm going to just do this and see what I can find out." For last kiss, that was the. <laughs> I just pulled it out of a hat because yeah. <laughs> I knew that the song was a cover, uh, and then I just started doing the research. Uh, for the others, uh, I usually I'm looking for things that are happening or that have happened in the past and that are relevant to the time that I record the show. So for example, um, uh, for the Alan Merrill, of course it was the COVID-19 and, and his death due to COVID-19. Uh, for the baseballs, I believe it, it was some kind of anniversary for that band. Um, and then uh, the new episode, this is uh, uh, news to everyone. So maybe, maybe the, this, the Postcard Whisperer will come out after I record the next episode. But uh, um, the, the, for the time that we're recording this right now, next Monday, it's uh, Bob Marley's uh, death anniversary or commemorative date when, when he died. Right. So I'm going to do a podcast on one of the songs from Bob Marley. Wow. Because uh, I want to also tie it into something that's relevant to that moment. Right. Uh, but like I said before, I don't want it only exclusively to be uh, for that moment, but I also want it to be evergreen that if you listen to it in, you know, a few months or, or a year, you can still easily get more out of it. But that's what I do. I also like try to figure out what's happening, what's, what's, what stories are relevant and just wrap them there. That's what's so great about podcasting too, is you keep seeing evergreen and, and in my mind that equates to timeless, you know, so you can do, you're not dating yourself, you know, like my other show, uh, confession radio and podcast whisper, both are very timeless shows. I mean, all the information that I've gained from episode one to, you know, wherever, however long I decide to take this will always be timeless because, you know, con- podcast is constantly evolving and, and you've obviously evolved. It yes. started with an idea and I'm sure that what your idea was then is not how it's being produced now, but you have to grow with it. You have to grow it in, in general, grow your idea. And I know that, you know, some of the information may be a little dated, but at, at this point we're constantly growing. And you yeah, have to grow totally. with it because your idea is never going to be what it was in the beginning because it's going gonna, it's gonna to evolve and you have to let it evolve. A hundred percent. And I have a list of songs already like on my phone, on my, note, on my notepad that I want to talk about. But then there are some others that are more interesting to me at a specific moment in time. Um, and also, you know, at least the, the most recent, ver- the most recent uh, episodes have been very rock and roll. So I wanted also to do something different other than not only uh, falling to rock and roll. So that's why I'm going to do the Bob Marley version. Then I have an idea about the Fugees as well. Uh, I have, uh, you know, Celine Dion songs. Like, <laughs> so I have, I want to, to at least one, uh, every two weeks, which is when the podcast comes out, I want it to be more, um, less thematic and, you know, cover more generous as a whole. Right. Um, so that's also, I, I, cause I, I feel like it's been too rock and roll. So then I want to do something different also for myself. Uh, I'm a huge rock fan, but still, I want to like you know 
get out of that as well and try to learn more from other genres that I usually wouldn't listen to. And what's so cool too is that you, you've launched this in February, we talked about that already, but you're already getting the attention of some of the artists and some of the, the, the people who are involved with these processes yeah. of these songs. And that's why, you know, the biggest question I always get is, you know, how do you contact a celebrity? How do you contact, how do you get the attention of these people? They're out there, they're paying attention. Yeah. They are. I mean, they see it. The internet is, is like you said, the internet is, is so vast. It's going to come across their desk at oh, some point. You know, everybody totally. knows what they're being said about. You know, there isn't a moment that something isn't said about Cher, Madonna, somebody, Whitney, whoever. And it's, it's past somebody's desk who's going to be like, yo, you got to see this. You got to hear this. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what happened with yours. You know, it's like, oh, someone did. I love rock and roll. Look at the, this is cool. Look at this. You know, listen to this. And, you know, so you never know. You just never know who's listening. Exactly. Uh, and I can say that also from experience, you know, working in the sports field, I, I do content. Uh, that's part of my job. Uh, I work for a, for a soccer league, for an international European soccer league. And we, and, and that, that's been my, my, my job for, for, for the past 10 years in different uh, scenarios, different, different companies. Uh, we always know what people are talking about us. And uh, yeah. even when you, talk, when you talk, when I talk to a player, for example, when I'm doing content with him or interview him, um, I always ask them, like, how much do you actually pay attention to what people are saying? And they're paying attention to every single thing that's been said. Right. Uh, they might not reply to it, but they know exactly what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what people are looking for. They're, they're looking for the engagement. They think that because yeah. they're not acknowledged or they're not engaged that, you know, they, they, they don't hear it or they don't see it. Um, you know, I've, I've had many of celebrities retweet or talk to me via Twitter, Facebook, yeah. um, I, I never got in the Instagram game yet. I'm still learning about that. So <laughs> I just, you know, I, I've talked about in previous episodes too. Being as in radio background, you can kind of understand this yeah. too. Podcasting to me has always been an audio platform. So an audio only platform. And now, you know, podcasters are taking this to video and they're taking to Instagram. And, and I'm just like, my mind just, I just can't wrap my mind around how you could take a visual element and turn it into an audio, audio element, which is why I'm, I'm doing this again, because I'm learning too. You know, I'm, I'm not a master by any means. I'm learning from other podcasters and, and especially like yours, you know, just understanding that people they, they know, they just know. And, and as you just clarified, you know, in your field as well, you know, when something's being said about your team, you know, <laughs> so. totally hundred percent. So yeah. we've got the, uh, we got everything covered as far as, you know, what you do it for a new podcaster. Is there any other advice that you can offer them other than patience and just, you know, a, a learning curve is a really big thing too. You know, just don't, don't dive too deep into it until, you know, you got to work up to it. You're not going to be an expert at, in the beginning. I agree. Exactly. It's, and, uh, like I always tell also my, 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 my colleagues and my employees when I, when I have people in charge is like, just fail. That's, that's the only way to learn. Just go out there. Uh, if you fail, you know, like at least going back to my, to my, to my field and also in podcasting, like it's mm -hmm. not the end of the world. Right. We are not, I have a friend who, who always, when I started in this business, in, in the sports business, he gave me a, one of the best advices that I've ever gotten, uh, which was, we are not curing cancer. This is a sports. Yeah. If we were curing cancer, then yeah, stress the F out. Right. But, but we're not. We're, you know, it's entertainment. We're having fun. We're giving something to, 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 to an audience. They might not like it. They might like it. Uh, and the process, you'll, you'll have a, a lot of bumps, uh, but you'll learn 
and uh, always the same. Another advice would be to for, for for new podcast podcasters would be to also learn from from fellow podcasters, mm-hmm. just like you know, network. just like we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Network, talk to them, and and be open to 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 be critiqued, to be to learn, to not think that you have the final answer and the final word, and not think that because it's your podcast, then all of a sudden you can't do anything differently. No, there, there are many ways to just grab everything for yourself. That's another uh, big point too, is being critiqued. And that's why I asked you earlier, if you listen to yourself and, and, and critique yourself, because yeah. you know, you're, you're, we, we open ourselves up when we put ourselves out there, we open ourselves up to the reviews. That's good, bad, and ugly. There's going to be people, people who absolutely love it. There's going to be people who hate it. I mean, you even yeah. talked to earlier in the show about, you know, the I love rock and roll. Like she was mad at first, but then she kind of realized as she listened to it, you know, so yeah. you've got to be open to that feedback. And, and when you see a negative review come through or you see somebody who doesn't like or disagrees with what you say, don't take it to heart. Really no. process it and understand. Try to understand. I mean, it's hard. We're emotional beings. Totally. We're human. But just try to understand like what – so what – where's the validity in this, you know, where, where's, how can you make this valid? You know, and, cause exactly. sometimes, I mean, we're keyboard warriors too, you know, we tear each other apart for no, no reason at all. Yeah. So you really kind of have to, you know, put your, your journalist hat on as it were and, and, and look at it and go, so what are they trying to say here? Cause sometimes it's, yeah. it's hard to decode. Totally. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's also another advice that I would say, just when someone critiques you or someone says something that you don't like necessarily, Try to listen to them and ask them ex- exactly what they mean. Uh, there, you know, there are a lot of bots in the internet and a lot of people that will just say something mean just because that's what they do. But when you, co- when you confront them, they might not say anything back to you because they don't, they don't have an answer. Exactly. But people that are actually wanting to give you advice and, and, and critique you because they think it would make things better for you or the podcast would, make, would be better... Uh, it would be good to listen to them and just sit down with them and, and figure out what what exactly they would change or what or how they would make make it better. Yeah, I agree. Well, I appreciate very much your time. Where can they find you? Um, obviously, they are you on all platforms they can listen to you. Yes. So right now we're on all platforms: uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, uh, we're trying to get an iHeartRadio, uh, but we're on Google Podcasts. We're on uh, well, Anchor, obviously, as well. Uh, Stitcher, we're pretty much in everywhere right now. So yeah, uncovering the cover would be the easiest way. And then, of course, if they want to follow us, uh, we're on Instagram. So I invite you also to to get on the Instagram Instagram, Instagram game. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's you know the handle is very basic. Uncovering the cover. Right. And then on Twitter, we are starting also on Twitter a little bit. Uh, it's just uncovering cover because it doesn't let us use the whole thing together got but. it uncovering cover yeah. see that that's my game the twitter game's my game you'll see me on there there you but, go and, and right. I, I i had confession radio on on uh, an instagram but you know for me again it's just the whole audio <laughs> visual i don't know i'm learning i'm still learning i'm i'm, I'm t- you're not the only one who told me to get an instagram too so <laughs> um but i truly truly appreciate your time and truly truly appreciate the fact that you're putting out some great quality content Thank and you, if there's anything I can do for you in the future, please let me know. I'm you got a subscriber. I'm definitely going to be listening because I cannot wait to hear the rest of your podcast. Thank you very much. Um, the same here. I am very thankful for your invitation, and of course, uh, you know this is great having this this opportunity to talk about my podcast, talk to you who have probably a lot of experience more than I do. So it's it's amazing. And 
I really appreciate this as well. Thank you very well, much. Thank you. And you know, who knows, we might do a follow-up episode because I'm really, really excited to hear what you're going to put out next. Let's do that. Let's do that for sure. Yeah. So I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, David. Thank you very much.